1: With the spot for blues hockey in St. Louis join the best blues party in town at one of the 10 area Hot Shots sports bar and grill locations this season, pull up a seat and score great game day specials on Jack Daniels, new Amsterdam vodka and Jameson cocktails served up by the hotshots crew. And don't forget every time the blues score five or more goals this season, it's $1 tacos all day long. The next day, get the full rundown at Hotshotsbar.com blues slash blues hotshots is a proud partner of the St. Louis blues. This is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton Donnie Fandango and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers Now well, back again it is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton from 105.7 The Point and joined by former Blues defenseman and new Full-time staff member at 101 ESPN. Our dude Jamie Rivers. What's up, boys? Welcome How you back, doing, man. It's Hello, been, uh, Donnie. It's been hey, a Hey,
0: Congratulations on the gig, man. Thank you, Jeff. It's uh, really fantastic for you and your mortgage. And, yeah, it's it's good <laughs> for <and> the <laughs> private the private
2: schools and, and hockey gear and, and
0: college. Yeah, boys'
2: drivers insurance and mm-hmm. yeah everything.
0: Pretty. Yeah. Much. Welcome to having a kid that kids that drive. By the way, yeah. wow, man! Congratulations. Well, it's one thing it my sucks. daughter
2: started driving because she's like a responsible child and mm-hmm. good grades and so we got like discounts on the insurance. Then I called about the boys and they're like <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh.
1: My my son did that when when he was getting his license. Well, you know, Ben, if you maintain this average, we get this much chopped off the bill. That's a nice thought. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like yeah, you know, let's be realistic, dad. Right.
2: No. Like, at least no. you realistic. had the meeting, right? Right. Perfect.
0: <laughs> so, uh tell everybody about your uh your Gang on 101.
2: Yeah, 101 ESPN from 10 to 2 daily. Uh, Stalter and Rivers is now the midday show over there. Anthony Stalter and myself, um, along with Austin Huff. Uh, We're loving it. We're having a great time, especially right now, talking cards, talking blues, NFL's rolling. There's a lot of great topics floating around. and. It's a good time to be in the sports business. Yeah, and All it's right.
0: a hell of a staff to join over there. Man, yeah, there's awesome some good people, guys. Some good people, and I always say this: the fashion over there it looks like you can go to the batting cages at the drop of a hat. It
1: always makes me feel like I'm dressing up. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs>
2: what are you saying, John? No, my I my, my question it. for you: Really, should we take a picture <laughs> just, you know, and what right we
1: got on today? Hey, dude, I still look nice though, man. 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 I mean, I like. You. So how, like, like honest question? <laughs> obviously, hockey is your.
2: Hey, obviously it's your number one. How comfortable are you with the other sports at this point? Well, look, this is a baseball city big time through and through. So I don't try to fake it. You know, I, I ask questions that quite honestly, I try to refer to myself as the beer drinking guy in the bleachers. Like, what is the people around me? What are they asking? Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at.
0: That's hilarious because that's kind of what we do to you yeah.
2: in the hockey. Yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> think – like, I'm not going to sit there and dissect stats and analytics on baseball players because it's just going to come across as false. Right. So I stick to my strong suits, which is hockey. I love the NFL. Um, know enough to be dangerous with that. I love a lot of sports. Baseball, so much is statistically to cover. In that that I don't even try so mm-hmm. I stick to the basics and talk about what my opinions are and I usually try to tie it to a, a pro sports reference to a situation like a locker room thing uh, a club team you know with leadership thing manager slash coach all that try to tie it together so that when I'm asking questions it makes sense to me absolutely now uh, talk about Anthony Stalter I mean
1: you guys seem to have like super great rapport like from the get-go man like it just seemed like you guys kind of almost knew each other before you knew each other kind of thing.
0: There's there is a chemistry, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah he completes me. Yeah, complete. <laughs> um, <laughs> Finally somebody did. <laughs> no, what's funny about that is obviously Anthony has been part of 101 for a number of years now, and he was uh, host of The Turn, which was one to three. And I came in in the springtime as kind of a guest co-host, and we hit it off. Like the moment I, I met Anthony— like during the crossover for the next show. Wow. And we went into that show, and it was – seriously, guys, I'm not joking. It was like we'd been doing it for years together. Yeah, And right after the show, we kind of looked at each other like, that was really good. Like, let's keep doing this. And so we talked to Big Haas Newpert and said, look, I'd like to come in on a regular basis and be a part of this show, the turn at the time, and just have some fun with it. And he said, absolutely, and we just kind of got – you know, more and more acquainted with each other. And it's, it got to the point where now we're a four hour show, midday show. Yeah, and we're for, having for a blast. A, they'll
0: probably pare it down to three eventually. But, um. <laughs> they'll shave off some of the excess. <laughs> yes, you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, but a, a cool thing that I, I, I guess we can, can we talk about the Bud Light thing that we're all doing together? I would think so. Yeah, I so. think I it's out like, now. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, I would uh, imagine. We shot I know there's no uh, uh, hearing or seeing the promo, the video that we did yet. Yet. Uh, a big, yeah, yet. But it's going to be really cool because Donnie and I are going to be doing some uh, remotes together, some appearances at, at bars and whatnot for Bud Light, and it's a uh, shuffleboard deal. Right. And then you and Stolth are going to be doing a handful of them, and then the, at the very end we're going to be at the same place, like playing each other in this Bud Light shuffleboard.
1: Which will be uh, Pandemonium and Mayhem, oh all in the best gosh, ways humanly yeah. possible, because cutting the promo with all of us, I feel sorry for who has to do it. Let's just, <laughs> let's, let's
0: just say by the end of it, was it, a minute long? Yeah. I had my shirt off and I was out cold just about. And it had nothing to do with alcohol.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Had nothing to do with what I put in his drink.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So hopefully we'll be able to talk more about that.
2: Yeah, hopefully they'll take the handcuffs off us here pretty soon, yeah. or maybe they'll put them on They're Jeff. Either way, case. either way,
0: I hope we can find something to talk about in the meantime. I yes. mean, I
2: I hope so. I mean, it's
1: not like we have a week where our Stanley mm-hmm. Cup champions begin the season and then our baseball team plays two playoff games. Before we jump into the Blues real quick, though, guys, um, one of the things that I wanted to bring up today is I have re- realized, and I've known this for a bit, but the Cardinals making the playoffs this year, I think, is is just a another kind of realization to me how spoiled the baseball fans that we are in st louis yeah it's been three years since we've been to the playoffs people act like it's been 30 yeah. you know what i mean yeah. I've, like i've,
0: I've like, heard a lot of the the first time since 2015 and you're like <laughs> oh my god how That's did what? we survive <laughs> right. did the team almost move to saskatchewan i mean did they almost like sell a Bush Stadium or something? It's crazy
1: that we take these dudes and how good they have been for so long for granted. And I know I do. And I'll even throw myself under the bus. Dude, I had Stanley Cup hangover. Till June, I mean, till late June, early July, probably normally by April, man, I am neck deep into the baseball season, man. But because of the blues, I just it took me a long time to get focused. And then once we did start watching those middle of the year baseball games after watching a month of playoff hockey, dude, it was like, wait, what am I? what am I watching here you know what I mean like it was just such a stark like sort of difference or whatever well and then
0: one of the things that's a stark difference is when you're when both of them are going when baseball and hockey are gone and we'll know this uh, you know in the next uh, handful of days when you can watch both I always flip back and forth as everybody does and watch your watch your hockey and it goes a commercial in between periods, and you put the baseball game on it's like Everybody's powering down. Yeah, man, and I
2: love baseball. (laughs) I got in trouble for talking about that the other day. People were you shouldn't you shouldn't get in trouble. It's the truth. I okay, and I'm guilty of this. I talked about it yesterday on our show, but we'll talk about it again today quickly. I have a beef with how long baseball games take. I have not the like the length and total. I get if you got to play the game, okay. I have a beef with the routines that the batters have and the pitchers, and I started. I must have had nothing better to do. I'll just throw myself under the bus. For four innings straight, I started timing. Like, as soon as the pitch hit the catcher's mitt, I pushed start on the stopwatch. And I wanted to see an average of how long it takes. Oh, my God,
0: he's a broadcaster. Dude, that's fantastic, Oh, my God, you're a broadcaster.
2: It was in between 18 to 22 seconds average for between Between each pitch. Between pitches. And then if there was a foul ball... You were looking at like 33, 34 seconds because the batter would step back one foot still in the box, readjust his gloves eight times, touch his helmet, swing his bat, stretch him out. I was like, this is craziness. Yeah. And I I love watching you know meaningful baseball, but why can't they – I don't have a shot clock. Where, what do you get no, penalized? I, I, know I know what I, you're
0: saying. And and you also do you're, – you're governing yourself a little bit here by saying, I'm not sitting around nine, watching nine innings of baseball anyway. So that's fine. I get it. But – how do people who sit through innings sit through that stuff like that? I don't Remember know. Terry Pendleton, third baseman extraordinary yeah. uh, for the Cardinals. He it should be a Terry Pendleton rule. He never took. Uh, he always had one foot in the batter's box while he was batting. Yeah, check the tape and see. He always just took one foot out and did his adjusting and everything. So really, technically, I guess you could have thrown the pitch, but it, you know it's understood. But it keeps the game going. But That's the that rule way. now, Jeff. Right? But they like you have to keep it. one foot in but the batter's they, box. You but you know they'll they step back yeah. and
2: you know like it's. I, I I think that when I watch a game, I do want to watch the whole baseball game. I really do. Yeah. But when you're stretching it out like that, like I just can't do
1: it. To, yeah. to me, there are two things. And again, I, baseball is my number one. As much as I love hockey, I have watched baseball since I was five years old religiously. But there are two things right now that kill me. One, the pace of play is miserable to me. And then also, and Bernie's talked about this a lot on ESPN, I feel like it's a strikeout. Mm-hmm or a home run and the days of the singles and the doubles and the and, and and you know hitting the ball into the gap uh hitting the ball into the gap good taking the extra base playing the game right, is yeah. gone from they, it man and it gets boring small to ball. Me.
0: I didn't play I think I played my <laughs> I think I played my freshman year in uh, in high school in baseball I'm not even sure about that cuz it was the 80s eh. but <laughs> Matt Carpenter has bat basically my weight all season long, right? Mm-hmm. Which is right at 200, a little bit below, right? Mm-hmm. Not if I don't have to go to the bathroom. If you watch him in the in the on-deck circle, the guy's holding the barrel of the bat in his hand and doing these super exaggerated swings. You ever see him do that? Yeah. And then he'll yes. hold, you know, up past the stripe and do this really weird, what is that helping? Yeah. And by the way, you're batting 200. I, and you're doing that. How yeah, is that supposed to help you make contact? I, I
1: think, to me, all of that stuff to me is however these dudes want to get ready. If, if but you that's the do thing. Ha- he's
0: getting ready and he's batting
1: 200. But, but, I mean, if change it up, right? Maybe, well, maybe hold saying. the bat the way you're yeah. going to swing it when you get <laughs> to the plate. I mean, I think my thing more than anything else with Matt Carpenter is why in the hell you signed that guy to a four-year extension uh. last year when the year prior, or when... That year, he had started off so. Slow. I just, do, I don't get that. Ever go to as the? Much as do you ever
0: go else. to the hockey games and you see the guys warming up? How many times has Ryan O'Reilly skated around with his stick wrong and holding it by the blade and trying to hit a puck? Why do you do that,
2: Matt Carpenter? Yeah, and like I know it, he
0: listens to this. Right, <laughs> Jeff there, is really mad. Oh, what, and, I and I don't blame him. As mad me. as I've seen Burton That's in a long me. time.
2: Oh. Ordinarily, I don't ever agree with Jeff, yeah. but I will. I disagree with that. <laughs> I disagree with that too. Now. That being said, double disagree means an agree, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay, we got there. (laughs) But that being said, these guys, Matt Carpenter is guilty of looking a little wonky doing that. But they all have these routines that they follow. And I know golf has a routine. Some of these guys take forever, and they line up, and they have to do certain things. But isn't that, at the end of the day... Aren't you just mind-numbing yourself? Yeah. Because if you don't get your chance to do your routine exactly the right way, do you step in the batter's box and go, oh my God, there's no chance I can hit a baseball now? Right. Time. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I got to finish my uh, crazy swings over here. I, like, and I, and, and, I, and even going forward,
1: even going into this series with Atlanta, I, I'm not particularly sure what I think. I think our pitching staff seems good, but it seems like the offense is incredibly feast or famine.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I mean, I definitely think the Braves look like they could be more balanced, but who knows?
0: I hear John Gant's not pitching well lately, so that doesn't help.
2: Yeah, he's uh, apparently, little birdie told me, I said earlier on the show, that John Gant's going to be left out. Oh, he's really? not going to be, oh, be off the, the roster. roster. This is a guy roster. that was
0: amazing like a month ago or two months yeah, I mean, ago, wasn't He was been it? working really well out of the His last, yeah.
2: uh, last, I believe... Uh, Fifty-five innings. He's given up like twenty earned runs. Seven point one. Oh, well, I, baby! I could do that. All right. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that, that, that yeah. is reminiscent of my uh, Corey league career. I believe. Right. There I go,
0: spitting stats like right. I actually right. knew something. I so, you, careful. You're gonna be a broadcaster, and yeah. your income is gonna go down. <laughs>
1: before <You> we, go. <laughs> before we even get to those Cardinal games tomorrow, and I can't believe that I'm gonna say this. The return of the Stanley Cup champion, oh, St. Louis Blues. It's
0: so Say it, again. Yeah, funny, say it it's so again. so funny.
1: Stanley Cup champion, uh, St. Louis uh, Blues. Yeah. I have John uh, Kelly on my show tomorrow uh, uh, at 1 o'clock. I can't oh, wait to hear him say it. Do yeah, that, I did it. Oop, better pick that up. Ooh, yeah, that's fine. Wow. Dude, I'll do that all day Aren't if I have the opportunity cool. to.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, and I'm I'm going to be there. I'm going just, you know, on the press pass thing. Yeah. And uh, I cannot believe, A, that this happened, and then I'm going to be standing there watching one of those banners go up because the longest time it was always anytime you give crap to a Chicago fan or a Detroit fan or anybody else, all they'd have to do is say scoreboard. Yeah. Chicago still can like four more times, but still at least we got one. I saw a promo today on the NHL network about
2: blue or about hockey starting and the blues were included again. It's, it's amazing. Pretty cool. It's pretty wild guys to think back a year ago when at this point, we were optimistic because Doug Armstrong had made some really good moves in the off Ryan O'Reilly was a guy we were all anxious to watch play, and you know Jake Allen was taking the net. We were like, "Okay, this is where we're going here." Then you kind of look halfway through and you are like, "Wow, it was bad."
0: Yeah, we were yeah. we were talking about bad, like a splintered locker room. Oh yeah, hey, just because it's a bunch of great players doesn't mean they're going to play well together. All of that. Are we going to trade Tarasenko? Oh. Are we going to trade? I well, mean, everybody was always like,
2: block. "Do we liquidate?" Yeah. yeah. Overall, never mind just Tarasenko, but what can we get for everybody? And do we go into a full rebuild here? But, you know, be, the more patient, smarter minds in this world decided not to do that. Mm-hmm. They made a coaching change, which, guys, when you think about it, there were seven, nine, and three at the time. That's not the end of the world when you're looking at records. Right. But obviously there was something there that Doug Armstrong and the rest of the ownership and management group felt wasn't clicking And so they made that change. And, guys, that could be the most historic coaching change in NHL history now based upon how that season turned around.
1: Was Doug Armstrong a Hockey Hall of Famer before this Stanley Cup? No.
2: He is now. I think, you know, look, he's had a great body of work, especially recent years. You know, in the earlier years, I think he was discovering himself as a GM, kind of learning, you know, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. The salary cap era, that's a whole other animal within itself. But I think in the last couple of years, he's made some really good hockey trades, some good signings, brought on some good staff, and now Stanley Cup Championship. Moving forward, now he just makes that great trade. Joel Edmondson, we loved him to death. Moves him along for a guy, Justin Falk, who is going to be uh, a cornerstone now for the next, what, seven years. So eight years total, including this year. Like, he just keeps making these moves that you almost think he's like a wizard. Okay, so you brought up Joel Edmondson. Uh, (laughs) I believe Joel may have taken the ice
0: uh, recently for his new team, which is the Carolina Hurricanes. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, and i don't i don't know if it was nerves uh but he left at least one skate guard on oh he left them both, was both on was it both i yeah, saw both. one he, him take one off so both of them yep. so when you hit the ice with the skate guards on uh that's not a positive reaction between rubber <laughs> and i so he fell on his face basically and he laughed and everybody laughed but uh, we all got a bit of a chuckle out of it
2: yeah, it's has um, that
0: ever happened to you or anything close to that? How many teams were you on before you made it to the NHL, and you're always the new guy, and you get worried like that? Anything even come close to that happening to you? I feel so bad for that too. Oh, yeah, I, know, I do too. So
2: I'm gonna head. I'm gonna give you two different answers here. I'll answer your second question first. Is yes, it's happened to me. Not like that though. When I was a rookie in the NHL, guys would take plastic tape, the sock tape. And they'd put it over your skate blades and then take a little razor blade and shave it so you couldn't even see it. So you're walking around the locker room. So it's just on the bottom it's of the blade? It's just on the metal. Oh, man. Man. And so then you step on the ice and poof, you pull the Bambi, right? Like your legs are going out. You look like a baby giraffe that just was born. Uh-huh. And you can't figure it out because you're looking down. You're like, I don't have skate guards on. Like, what's the deal? And you're like, you keep wobbling and wobbling. And then you go over and then it starts to fray eventually. You're like, oh, oh, oh right. <laughs> you son of a... So, did, so this
0: this was just him leaving his well, guards Well, yeah,
2: that's on. part two of the answer is uh, usually there's a code, okay, that... You let your buddy know because you're all walking down the runway. You get it, and like, there's no way you can't see. In this case, bright, right, bright red skate guards. Yeah. So somebody was like,
0: so somebody look at the new guy,
2: and he hit the ice. And as soon as he he knew right away, you could see his face. He was like. Oh, oh my god. Uh, he
0: didn't even look down first. And he's trying um, to get
2: those first yeah. couple of hard strides, first game at home. He's got the hair done, the beard trimmed. He's trying to put he's a single guy yeah. looking for some women in Carolina. He's like a right. couple of rip rip and no, there was no rip. It was just flop. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I feel oh, bad because look, Joel Edmondson was an awesome guy. Great teammate. I mean, this trade was not made. Because he didn't fit in, it wasn't made because he wasn't able to play. This trade was made because you had a better player that fit a need that you needed to address immediately, which is your power play. And this guy is fourth, I think fourth, fourth highest scoring defenseman in the last five years on the power play. So
0: pretty decent. I'll take that.
2: Yeah, not bad, right? And yeah. he plays between twenty and twenty five minutes a game. Take that. He's he's not afraid to run around out there and lay the body. He's not going to hit guys every shift, but you better keep your head up because once a period, there might be a bee sting coming across there and you're like, lights out. All right. So I'm a big fan. Does this mean the end of Alex Petrangelo in St. Louis? (sighs) That's a great question because, yeah, I mean, great question, yes. Does it mean the end? No. Mm -hmm. And here's where I'm headed with it is I think Doug Armstrong is going to try everything that he possibly can to keep Alex Petrangelo here. He's the captain of the team, first captain in franchise history to lift the cup up over his head. He's been an upper, upper echelon defenseman, world-class, Olympic gold medals. You name it, Alex Petrangelo That's is That's the that guy, guy you
0: want on your team. Yeah. That's
2: the guy, right? And so I, I, I think he'd love to keep him here uh, on an extension, probably like a four- or five-year deal on top of this. The biggest question is going to be, does Alex Petrangelo see himself as a fit here? Because there will have to be a haircut when it comes to money. Because the salary cap will go up, but it won't go up high enough in order to keep Alex Petrangio, who's going to command nine to 10, maybe even $11 million on the open market. Sure. Damn. No. Those, those guys don't come around right. all the time. You think the Toronto Maple Leafs right now? His hometown, too. Mm-hmm. First of all, you don't think they would turn and be like, hey, guess what? We'll give you 10 and a half, oh, Petro. Here come, yeah, here yeah. comes the
0: story. Stanley Cup champion coming home. That's yep. right. Yeah. And he's Got a him.
2: captain. He's a proven winner. Canadian Olympic team gold medal guy. Team
0: needs a little juice. You, exactly. Toronto, that is. Yeah. And he's
2: a phenomenal player, a phenomenal leader. He works his butt off every single day. Like, there's not many better than him in the nhl when it comes to overall packages but
1: but then how if you're if you're doug armstrong and you want to do that all right best of both worlds you want the captain to stay how do you keep the 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 roster from getting like top heavy like chicago to where
0: they're paying six seven guys almost their whole salary but is that a bad thing because it gave him however many championships i I guess you just get broken off in in the end eventually i I guess is that how you do professional sports
2: It's hard, right, guys, because Donnie's right. You're both right in this situation is, yes, (laughs) Chicago got multiple championships out of it, but they kept one core group together. There was always turnover every year, several players. In fact, at one point, almost half the team changed over before the next time they won the Stanley Cup. The key is picking the right guys to stay with your club to be the core guys and you know, Alex Petrangelo, in my opinion, is the right guy, that right type of guy. But then, you know, you do have a lot of young guys. You got Pareko that's going to be up sooner than later. You got Vince Dunn that's going to be up. You got Robert Thomas going to come off his entry level deal. Like, there's a lot that's going to happen here. It it, it could get to be a bumpy road contractually.
0: Uh, if we want to go down the list of players here, and one of my big question marks is what happens if Jordan Bennington gets off to a crappy start. Like, what kind of a leash does a guy have that came out of nowhere last year but is a Stanley Cup champion and seems to be a very stand-up dude and seems very solid, seems very calm, seems very confident, but he also doesn't have so much experience? What happens? Is he on a short leash?
2: Well, no, I don't think so. I think that you know the, his mental toughness uh, is something that has been off the charts. You know, for a guy to come in the way he did and then his swagger right away, I mean, is extraordinary. So I don't think that he's going to get rattled at all. I think you keep the leash exactly the way it is. You don't panic. Um, You know, if there's a problem, you still have Jake Allen who has been more than an more than adequate goaltender in in the nhl but i don't see jordan bennington having any problems whatsoever or doubting himself for that matter dude dude, this guy feels to me to have like the biggest set of brass
1: balls in st louis right and here and here's a so this is from jeremy rutherford yesterday bennington on those still skeptical of him coming into the year quote it's part of it right i love it people put me under the gun and it might not be perfect. It might not be right away. But I'll turn that gun right back around and point it at you. Hello.
0: Dude. I okay. think he was speaking to you, Jeff. Dude. <laughs> like, like, Are you kidding me? He must love me. Do you see his mask? It has my initials on it. Right in the front. Have you guys does. seen that? You're yeah. right. very,
1: very
2: clever. Thanks. <laughs> yep.
0: But, I mean, that's the kind of mentality
1: you want for your
0: goaltender,
2: yeah. right?
1: Like, yeah. that's incredible.
2: Look, last year he comes in, and at first I think all of us were like, what is this kid talking about? You know, he's like, do I look nervous? Right, yeah. You know, that whole thing, you're like, okay, kid, settle down, right? <laughs> right? Like, come on here. But then as it went on and on and on, and he's still staying in that persona, and then today to drop quotes like that coming back after winning the Stanley Cup, shades on at the NHL awards yep, yep, says, I he's gonna, that. says he's going says he's going to make it his thing now. <laughs> like this guy is goofy enough and so confident that I love what he brings to the team. I don't see there being a short leash at all with this guy. I think Craig Ruby is going to be, um, you know, stick to the plan. And if he has a couple of bad outings, guess what? Doesn't matter. You're going back in there, figure it out.
0: And you know what? And the goalies are often like the drummers of the bands. They're the ones that are a little off.
2: A In, little? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're lot. being really nice. A lot, I guess. A lot. <laughs> so
1: as we as you know, as we go into this season, as as I you know, as a fan go into this season, I, I look at the addition of Falk. Even before the addition of Falk, I think to myself, Hey, there's no reason that we can't can, can go deep again. Yeah. Now with Falk, I mean, are, are 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 the Blues the team to beat?
2: Well, I think they are. Uh, now you have to remember some of the other teams in the Western Conference alone. Not even going Eastern Conference, they've gotten better too. Dallas, Dallas has gotten better. Even Chicago, uh, San Jose. You know these are going to be good teams. Calgary Flames can't forget about them. So Winnipeg Jets, they're not going away quietly. You know they still have a lot of leftover parts that make these teams good. Uh, I do think that the Blues coming back as defending Stanley Cup champions. Gives them an advantage, and the Justin Falk thing, look, it's gonna, it might take a while. Just because he's an elite player in Carolina doesn't necessarily mean he comes in here right away and he's the cat's ass. It takes some time to figure out your teammates. It takes some time to figure out the systems, the power play, the culture, you name it. It could fall into place right away, which would be fantastic, and here we go, straight ahead, but it also might take a little while. And if it does, I don't think we need to panic as a group. I think we need to just be like, okay, we got it. I think the best thing the Blues have going for them right now is it couldn't get any worse than it did last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people, fans especially alike, and you guys can speak to it probably better than I can, but aren't you willing to give this team more leash, like we talked about, because of what they were able to do last year?
0: Now we know that a team can come out of that. And a St. Louis
2: team, yeah, yeah. One,
1: I I think one of the best parts of last year as a sports fan, for me, and or this year, what have you, as the Blues run, is I think it just taught me to be a more patient sports fan and not a knee jerk reaction. Da 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 da. -da -da. Because as much as I think I got a little bit better at that last year, man, I think it really was just like, yo, man, you got to wait and see and. Again, the chemistry part of all of this is what is so fascinating yeah. to me with some of these teams, with the 2011 Cardinals who barely snuck in, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden they, you they, go. they did yeah, it. Yeah. This blues team that there was all the, I mean, it's just so amazing to me how important that is, one player making a difference here or there. And I think one of the things that excites me the most about this team, and we've talked about it, is the depth.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like,
1: I would think that not only are we going to do well up here, but I would think that that San, Ho- San Antonio team would have some horses down there to do pretty well too.
2: Well, yeah, and a recent topic of discussion that everybody's been kind of buzzing around the water cooler is Klim Costin. right? You know, and yeah, he had a fantastic camp, a fantastic preseason. But talking about it with Anthony Stalter today, uh, you know, Tage Thompson came in here as a highly touted player. And good point. Y- look what happened. He got yeah. rushed in forty-one games his first year. And now and then he gets traded as part of a package. Then he has eleven points last year, and in he's, sixty-two games. And yeah. he's
1: starting the year in in uh, in the minors. He just triple a
2: Yeah, he got he cleared waivers for one thing. Whoa! And now he's starting in the minors. So, you know, and there's another guy, Curtis Lazar, who was a uh, seventeenth overall to the Ottawa Senators like four years ago he just got released from a PTO wow and that's because Ottawa brought him in at 18 and 19 and he had a really diminished role never really got to play the way he did in junior he was drafted for a reason and yet they never let him play that way so he never got any better and so now you look at guys like Clem Costin and you go he's 20 years old uh i think we're going to give this kid some time right. one you don't not that you don't need him in your lineup but you don't Mm-hmm. You have uh, more than adequate 12 forwards right now, and when you have Sanford and Mackenzie McEachern are your healthy scratches right now, those guys are more than able to do a job, too. Different roles. You're not going to want Clem Costin to be your fourth line, chip it off the wall, and chase it down, hit. You're going to want him to have an impact on the game. Where is he going to get that? In the minors. And in the minors, he hasn't owned that league yet, either. You don't think he had 24 points last year. So there's much more to prove. Got, you've got to be the the guy down I there. I think
0: I think Donnie, I think between you and I, first of all we get and I know I am I'm very guilty of this. I start with my heart going, wow, Clem Coston, what a great story it would be if he came in and blue, blue doors, you know. Um but I I also think there's a lot of validity to rushing the guy. Too much, like you're saying, but I also go well, look at Robert Thomas. Why did he? Is it because he was needed, and now Costin isn't needed? But listen, you Because he was 20, and, and he did... He was fair, 19. Fairly well. He's 19. But he's yeah, even but younger.
2: Isn't that based on personal, like, development and Well, that's what I was going to say. Thing? You're kind of comparing apples to oranges. Okay,
0: that's what I'm asking. Okay, I, because
2: know. every player is different. And that's why, like, Sidney Crosby, when he got drafted, why he went right to the NHL? Well, he's that good. Right. You know, and Robert Thomas, I'm not saying that Clem Costin isn't as good as Robert Thomas. Robert Thomas, in his development, was more ready to play an NHL-style game and because of his age the rules did not permit the blues to send him to the american hockey league they would have had to send him to the ohl back to that junior the for the whole too. year yeah, for yeah. the whole okay. year and and so you sit there as an organization and you go okay so can he get better playing in a somewhat limited role third or fourth line guy on the wing not even his natural position center but he's at practice every day. He's working out his nutrition. He's in the video room. He's he's around. He's
0: learning the way of an NHL player. That's right. As well. He's yeah.
2: developing right there on the spot. When you send him back to junior, he's going to play as much as he wants. He's going to cut as many corners as he wants. Why? Because the coach isn't going to
0: care. And he's the man. Down he's there. the man.
2: He's yeah. so good it doesn't. You know matter. what? I think
0: it is. Is and my second point I was going to make when I said, "Hey, you and I," yeah. is that I think we don't realize the level of jump from the AHL yeah. to the NHL or or whatever level to the NHL. I think that's another thing that just as fans and I only made it past hockey because my coach didn't like me. And I think you had a bad hammy. <laughs> yeah, bad hammy one breakaway away. One right? breakaway right. away. <laughs> yeah. And it was tripping. <laughs> it was I was should have trip been trip. a penalty shot. It's a bunch of crap. But I just I think we realize, you know, we start thinking with our hearts and then we don't realize the difference between
2: the minors and, and the show. The the game happens so fast at the NHL level. And people go, well, he's just as fast as so-and-so. I'm not talking physically. I'm not talking skating from A to B or how hard he can shoot the puck. It's how fast his brain operates. Because guys in the NHL, before the puck even gets to their stick, they already know three options that they have available. Sure. Yeah. It's on their stick, off their stick. And it, it things happen so fast that you have guys that are on you so much quicker you try to make a pass, or sticks are in the way. You try to sauce a pass to knock it out of the air in the NHL, whereas in the minors and the OHL, you have to imagine and remember at the same time, there's only a select few that will play in the NHL that are in those leagues. In the NHL, they're all NHL players. So you can cut corners and make plays at the lower levels where maybe three, four guys on the other team's roster are good enough to read that play or defend it. The rest will never play in the NHL. Mm, wow. So you have to remember that. So, So when you have a player like...
1: We'll use Tage Thompson as an example. And he's kind of rode the roller coaster at, the, at this point. How do you proceed with that? Do you, you send him to the HL? you hope for the best? I mean, have you stunted his development at, at this point? And also, does the GM that made that trade to the Blues for
2: Ryan O'Reilly still have a job? Because if he does, he should <laughs> Well, yes, Jason Botterill is the GM there. He does still have a job. I think he's hanging on with fingernails at this point. But, yeah, his development has been crushed. It really has. So what and, do you do? Well, the, the only thing you can do, and which I'm hoping to do, is you send him to the minors, you make him the number one center, and you don't let him come off the ice, and you're in the video room with him, you're in the weight room with him, and so that the next time that he gets an NHL opportunity, he's the player you anticipated him being. If he's not at that point, you don't call him up. You you leave him down there. And he will get sour because there'll be times where there's injuries and he'll think, well, I'm the best player here. I have the most points. But if they don't think he's ready, they need to leave him there and call up other guys until he's ready. Because now you literally have to go almost in reverse to where what you should have done initially, now you're doing three years later. And that player's not going to be happy about that because he's been living life in the NHL. And now right. he's going back to riding the buses, eating to-go meals from McDonald's, all this stuff, and you know. But he's got to. He's going to have to be patient. He's going to have to buy in as well as a player in order to get to the next level again. If he does, it should, could be short-lived in the American Hockey If he doesn't, if he doesn't quite get it, never it might be a, You might never. Yeah. You'll end up one of those guys that plays in the KHL or in Switzerland, and they're he's lighting the lamp over there. But it's just never connected It could be
0: here. a number one guy at spinning wheels, though. You never you know. You never know. That was, Keep that the was, dream alive. That
1: was a cheap shot. No,
0: nah, <laughs> that, that, that was a cheap no. shot. Sorry, no. number two guys. A, real quick <laughs>
1: about, about cheap shots. Oh, yeah. Evander Kane gets three games for that uh, situation with the ref the other night. It looked to me like he completely became
2: unhinged and lost his business. What do you think about that? I don't think he should have got anything. To be really? If you watched the video, Donnie, he's going after Derek Englund to fight him. And the referee tackles him. Tackles him. What are you supposed to do? Like, the referee could have let them go and just let big boys be big boys and have at her and wait for his partner to come in and then break up the fight appropriately when it's time. But he tried to jump into two big guys ready to throw hands, and he had to make a decision. So he tackled Evander Kane. So he initiated the physical contact in this... But didn't didn't Kane hit the ref with his stick still in hand? He went to slash Derek England, and the referee was coming in to be a hero. And so, yeah, he kind of got the residual slash on the backside after. He didn't turn and just two-hand the ref.
0: Well, I, I understand that, but... I don't know, and I only saw it a couple of times, but if you're saying he's going to break up a fight, why does Kane still have his gloves and his stick in his hand? But the altercation was never,
2: it... you know, it, it escalates, right? Yeah. And just like anything, it's like a bar fight. My dad, who you love very much, very much so. used to say, you know who always gets punched in the mouth, son? I'd be like, who, Dad? The peacekeeper. (laughs) He's like, don't be the guy to break up the fight. Stay back and have your beer. And it's true because, you know what, the guy who jumps in the middle, someone's throwing a punch doing something, and you get clipped. And this referee, same thing. They're starting to get after it. And what happened? He got clipped, and now the NHL is Punishing Evander King.
0: I am going to uh, start a petition with <laughs> change.org yes, to have yes. your dad added to the cast of Letter Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he would slide right in. He'd be perfect. Oh, yeah. And I can get him with the with the, with the the female on there if you want, if that'd be all right with everybody. That's the, fine. Yeah, it's okay. fine with him. For sure. we, should,
1: we should probably at this point make sure we tell everybody we're branching out on the socials. Yeah. We're making this shit legit. Right, if, if I could, Ooh, if I that's could
2: say it. yeah, you can say legit. Thank you. Oh, that's yeah, very nice. Yeah, I got the swear word. MC in there Hammer too. said it. He was too <laughs> legit to quit.
0: So it's going to be on the on on the, all the socials eventually. But I think we're set up on Instagram. <laughs> By the time everybody hears this, who knows? But it's L right. L M B P right at. No, 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 no. I'll edit this out. On Instagram, it just no, add, no edit he design. cannot. Edit. I can't no, no, edit this no, out. No, no.
1: Well, what is What is help me Last out? Last minute blues podcast. That, yeah, so just look that L-M-B-P. up on the Instagram. B
0: P. Yes, that's it. And at, at Instagram or Donny's whatever. The part hell of it the drum is. line, right? He is. Sorry yeah. about that. I oh can't no, help <laughs> it! I, I, I know Memphis you can't. We're gonna make man. you stand in the corner with a boom mic. You know what? I, I might just stand against the wall for the next one, man. The guy. Hey, we got a boom mic guy. He's out of work. He used to be with Catch a Predator. He's out of work ever since then. Is that how you met him? Yeah.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that's how it's these just two are. Mike's all hard lemonade time. and some Skittles. Why is that bad? I just I, wanted to clean the pool. I, I don't know, but this feels like it's a February. It feels what? like a good time to wrap things up. Am okay. I am I correction? Sure. All right, Dad. Fine. Uh Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, Last Minute Blues podcast. Give us a listen. Share with your friends. We're doing this every week all season. We have a great time doing it, and we hope you guys have a great time listening as well. Thank you very much for your time. The last minute blues. podcast hear more at 1057 thepointcom
2: peloton let's go this holiday with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors we're gonna pick it up a notch it's the holiday season you might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes from running to cycling to yoga try peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial